Hello and welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Three wins over the festive period was a perfect end to what was an incredible year for the Bears. All three of the games saw over 600 spectators come through the turnstiles, with 662 watching Congleton come from behind to beat Shifnal Town 2-1 on Saturday. We'll hear from Bears player Marco Fragapane, who only recently celebrated his 18th birthday, but has already had a trophy-laden career to date. We'll also hear from reserves player Tom Barnes as the team returned to action this weekend in the Cheshire Amateur Cup. But first, let's get the thoughts of player-manager Richard Duffy after the victory against Shifnal Town. Good win to start with. You know, it's, we were looking for it gives us nine points over Christmas, which is um, a massive ask. If you ask any manager and, and players, it's a demanding little schedule of, of games, but it is what it is, you know. We're part-time, people drink, people eat. People get drunk over Christmas, so to come away with, with nine points from three games is, um, is massive well done. Um, we'll talk about this game first. Again, you had to be patient, and it, like we said, it was one of those crazy games in, in the end. It's one of those ones you probably thought it might not have gone away, but in the end it did. No, I thought we started the game really well, first 10, 15 minutes, and then sort of let them into the game, and I thought the last 20 minutes they, they probably took over a bit. And I was quite disappointed with us first half, we won quite on the front foot and didn't sustain attacks enough, didn't pass it enough, and, you know, conditions, albeit conditions, were, were difficult. And second half, similar really, it wasn't wasn't a lot in the game, I thought they set up well, dangerous on the counter, but, you know, we, the old us found a way to win, you know, we last season we did a hell of a lot. We've done it for a few games this season. Sometimes where it looks like it's, a, it's a, you know we're going down a dead end. Is no one looks like scoring? And then one little bit of magic. We keep hitting teams on the head, and um, some you know George with a little bit of magic, and Ethan arriving at the right time to to finish it off. It just seems to be we keep on saying it all season. You find a way to, to win. Do you have the, the belief? And you think that's a key part is the belief of the team and inside the, the, the stadium as well. There does seem to be this belief that it doesn't matter what, what, what position we find ourselves in. We seem to always seem to be able to at least give, give it a good shot if not come and, and manage to get the, the three points or something out of the game. First and foremost, as the players, you know, the, the belief they have is, is unreal. You know, they, they know that any, at any stage in the game we can score a goal. But it's not as easy as that. You know, teams come to set up to, to frustrate us now with, with our record at home, which, which is understandable. I would do the same. If, if I was going to away, uh, an away game, you know, we would put nine on the bounce at home. You, you know, we like, try and find a different way to to upset the, the home team. And they did that today. So, like I said, they, they'll take points off of the top teams for sure. And I, you know, I fancy they'll have a good run towards the end of the season to get in the playoffs. And two good goals again as well. Dan Needham again, another sublime touch and finish. No, great, yeah. You know, it's a ball we, we, we talk about a lot from, from left to right. And Danny Danny coming in between full-back and centre-half and he makes that run time and time again. And the timing was great and obviously a great a great finish as well. And um, obviously then the, the, the winner, um, I think, played up to George and a little bit of trickery, 1v1, got to the byline and squared it across the six-yard box. And Ethan arriving at the right time with, I think, Brian and Hampton either side of him to, uh, you know, trying to pinch the goal. And is this the perfect end to what has been a pretty fantastic year? Three wins and it maintains your 100% home record. And the fact every game over the festive period has had over 600. Has this been a, a perfect way to end this amazing year? Yeah, I think so, yeah. We would have been disappointed if we didn't win today, but that's, you know, we, we, we've got to keep chalking them off. We've got to keep 
keep the points tally ticking over and we've done that nicely over Christmas um, and to end the year with a win is great but you know we, we, we don't want to end now it's the end of the year of course but we're, we're only just halfway through the season so you know if we can match what we did in the first half of the season in the second half then you know we'll, we'll be in a good position come the end of the season Does this run of fixtures and results you've just had does this give you the perfect platform now to go into the next few few months of the season? Yeah, well, if this in the perfect platform, I'm not, I'm not sure what is, you know. So there's no complaints from us at the minute. Like I said last week, I think it was that we were ahead of points tally where I thought we needed to be. Um, and obviously another win today puts us in, in, in an even stronger position. So, yeah, we, we're in a good place. And, and the main thing is the, the boys know know what we're doing, when we're doing it on the pitch. And, and if we need to change things, obviously, big Tom Anthony coming on, we, we change the way we want to play a little bit. A bit I suppose any negatives have had a few kind of injury worries. Max obviously was in the starting eleven. I presume that might have been from the dead leg that he suffered in, in the week and then Darren Chadwick's obviously come off. Hopefully that's nothing too serious. I guess that's the only kind of negative from this afternoon. Yeah, there's probably two injuries that we you know, you, you can't sort of get away from, you know, the, the impact injuries, obviously Chalice sliding tackle there and, and Max had a dead leg last week. So, you know, muscle injuries, we're all right. We, we're staying away from the, the long-term injuries, should I, should I say. Uh, we're keeping everyone fit. Training is, isn't too, you know, intense where, you know, they're, they're too tired. You know, we've got enough to keep, keep them motivated and, and keep us taking over. So we, we're in a good position in rooms. Next game is Stone Old Delaney. He's already played them twice this season in the league and the cup. Both games required late goals to get something out of the game. I guess you're hoping for not as much late drama this time around. Yeah, I really like Stone. Really like the way they play, the, the, the way they set up, really dangerous on the cover. Some really good footballers and, you know, combination plays further forward. I, I, I like the way they play and it's going to be another handful for us. You know, they'll come here, fancy the chances. You know, they've, they've gone away to decent teams and got some decent results. So we'll do our homework this week and hopefully come up with um, a plan to get another three points. 662 here at the Clark Stadium. It's incredible, isn't it? The numbers that keep on coming through the gates here. Yeah, it's, it's a, it seems a regular occurrence now, but, we, you know, it only needs, you know, a, a couple of bad results and uh, you might lose if you're off the gate. So the pressure's on, the pressure's on us as a club to, to keep performing and to keep turning out the wins. And as I say, everyone likes like someone that's not the league or in, in a cup final or semi-final and, and you get fans coming along. So can we keep can we keep that momentum and keep the fans coming to the game? Obviously, last week on the podcast, we did a review of the year. If we were to do a review of the year next year, what would you have hoped to achieve? achieve? I guess I'm probably guessing that it's trying to finish as high as possible and hopefully move, move to that next step. Yeah, you're pushing me on a year here, Adam. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if we've done this end the next year, then you we'll know, be open to be in a different league, hopefully, uh, one above. But that, that's hopeful at the minute because, you know, I've stumbled out a couple of injuries, a couple of bad results and, you know, Mindsets change pretty quickly in football, so we, we we're trying to stay in a good place. But yeah, if if we were to do it then, you know, another couple of cup wins and another promotion would be nice. That was Richard Duffy speaking after the Schiffnor game on Saturday. Now, there's been lots of talk this week about 16-year-old dart sensation Luke Littler. Congleton Town are lucky to have their own teenage sensations, and on this week's podcast, we're speaking to 18-year-old Marco Fragapane who's been a regular in the starting eleven this season. He's only recently turned 18, but as we'll hear, he's already been part of many trophy-winning teams. First of all, Marco, welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Yeah, it's great to be on. 
And actually, Mark, we must start by saying you've actually only recently turned 18. So belated happy birthday to you. And I think if they didn't know your age, I think quite a few Congleton fans would be surprised to know your age, considering the way that you seem to play with so much maturity. Do you get that quite a lot? People shocked about how old you are? Well, thank you for that happy birthday. But yeah, a lot of people are shocked when I say I'm 18 or just turned 18 since I've been here a season now. And even some of the players do get shocked I'm just 18. It is nice to hear. And I do believe I can show that maturity on the pitch. Absolutely. And you certainly do. And and we'll talk as well, even though you are only 18, you've already achieved so much in your career. I couldn't believe it when I counted up all your trophies. I think in the last three seasons alone, you've probably won eight trophies. It's been some start to your career, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a great start. Obviously, winning trophies back at Mac and then joining Congleton. And in the first season, winning another two trophies, it was just amazing. Yeah, we'll come on to, to those memorable moments from last season a little bit later on. And and you couldn't have asked for a much better Christmas and birthday present either. Three wins over the festive period in front of nearly 2,000 fans across the week. How do you reflect on the last few weeks here at Congleton? Well, we knew it was going to be tough with the Christmas break and obviously... You never know because it's Christmas. People have time off to enjoy it. So it could be a rough rough patch for most teams. But nine points with a lot of fans coming down. And it was great to see them all there to support us. And it did really help, I believe, to get us them nine points. You obviously sometimes refer to as the Sicilian Bulldog. So where is that connection? I'm guessing it's a family connection to Sicily. Yes, it is a family connection from my dad's side. All Sicilian. Yeah, so it's, it's a nickname what's come and it's now stuck. And it's, yeah, I don't mind it. It's nice to nice to get a nickname off the crowd. So it's lovely. Do you see yourself as a bulldog? If you had to describe your playing style, would you describe yourself as a bulldog? I could see myself a bit of a bulldog, but I think it's come from my size and to my aggression as that is something they see a lot in me. And what were your earliest football memories? Earliest football memories, I played Sunday League where my dad managed us. And um, I always just remember, always wanted to play, even if it was with my brother at such a young age, playing with him, his football team. I, I just wanted to play most of the time. And was it at Tiffington Juniors where you first started? How long were you, were you then there for? I was there until early 10, 12, 13, maybe, where after that, I saw another pathway where I would join into the JPL League with South Cheshire. And it was a, that was a good experience as we progressed in that a lot. And then won a few trophies as well. In those junior years, how important or how nice was it? Obviously, you do it for the love of the game. But how nice was it to have that success and that taste of winning and the success of getting trophies? Obviously, it's great just to play, but winning a trophy or the games or anything winning it just makes it a lot better and obviously winning a trophy where it's a lot of hard work to get to and once you've got it it just feels amazing what was the biggest thing you learned kind of as a junior well I got taught to play a lot of football from my coaches I used to have they all looking out for me and they always wanted me to play good football so it, as a youngster they taught me to play football a lot keep it nice but Sometimes you've got to mix it up and yeah, that's what happens. 
And we mentioned about Tiverington Juniors. You were there for a, a number of, of years. What, what, what did you enjoy about your time there? Well, playing there, I was with a lot of my friends, obviously. That's why I enjoyed it a lot. And that's one big reason football became very enjoyable for me because I was spending time with friends at first. And then I just love football as well. And it's just together, they are just great to have. Uh, I believe you went to a tournament at Liverpool's academy, which was against ten of the best teams in the northwest. I think you won it in the end. Uh, what what was that experience like? Just great, since it was a uh, at Liverpool's academy, and the facilities there were amazing, and it gave us a bit of experience of like just how they in the academy would be playing in these amazing pitches and, and facilities. But yes, it was a tough tournament, but. I believe we did win it in the end. And you also had success in the uh, the Junior Premier League as well, the national finals. How beneficial was the Junior Premier League to you? I think it was very beneficial in the end because it's, I believe it was a step up from Sunday, just Sunday League, where it was more casual. And then joining this, it was more competitive and more just better football in the end because it was just higher quality. So it, it benefited a lot and it would boost a player more to play it. And somebody that I, I do want to mention, and Congleton fans will know him, is your brother Rocco. He's a few years older than you, and he was part of the Huddersfield and Manchester United Academy. Did that give someone for you, someone to look up to during your younger years, and perhaps even still now, and, and someone who you could kind of push yourself against? Always. I've always looked up to my older brother, and it's always, always been great seeing him to succeed and when he was in academies such as Huddersfield and United it always made me strive to be like that and it was a little more of an example to follow and I would want to be like him and still now even though he's not playing with me anymore but he's someone to look up to because he was a great footballer as well and a great man. Rocco did have a few games with Congleton last season and I do hear a few fans kind of asking after him so where's he playing now Marco? So, yeah, he's he's moved on to Nutsford where he's enjoying it a lot more as he knows more of the team there. It's a bit of a little laid, more laid back than Congleton. But, yeah, he was at the club for about 10 games, I think, where he came, scored a wonderful free kick. But, yeah, he's moved back down to Nutsford where he enjoys it. And back to you and your career. So after Tiverington, what was kind of next for you? Was it at the same time you were then playing Junior Premier League for RTC Cheshire? Yeah, that was the team I represented in the JPL. So yeah, that was the next step in my career, really. First, I played for both as they played on different weekends. So I tried to get as much football in as I could. But eventually, I had to leave Tiverington as I believed it was be better just to focus on RTC Cheshire and that would help me develop more. Looking back on your years at Tiverington, a grassroots club, what was it about that? Do you think that gave you a good grounding then for the rest of your career, I guess? Obviously, some players that we've heard on the podcast have gone down the academy route, including your brother Rocco. You obviously went down a, dif- a different path. How do you look back on that now? I think it's a great experience as I've seen a lot of players not be able to get into academies as well and go through the grassroots way. And I think it helps build us as a player, helps you build a character and express yourself a lot more. And then this can help you develop further, get into a bigger team 
maybe an academy. But yeah, I think it's a good way to progress as a footballer. And you certainly experienced success year after year after year. When you were playing in the Junior Premier League, you won two Northwest Leagues and also won the National JPL Cup as well for the one of the, for the best teams in the country. What what was that experience like? Oh, it was amazing. Once we won the, the Northwest, we were thinking, we've got a big game coming up for National. And we're thinking, can we do it? Can we do it? And we'll just we'll come to it as it comes. Went to the game, played how we did, won it. And it was it was just amazing on the day, obviously for the whole team winning the national competition. We just we felt amazing. And when you are young, well, you still are young now, but when you when you were young and you had these big games, and even now I guess, there is an element of pressure when you're performing in front of six hundred plus people, but you don't seem to be phased by it, or you don't seem to show it, that's for sure. Do you kind of feel the pressure, or is it just a case of you're doing what you love and that's enjoying playing football? Of course, I, I feel I feel some of the pressure on the big games and most most games even I feel the pressure for to deliver as a you want to keep your spot in the team and as obviously a young player at eighteen, it's important to try and keep that. So yeah, I do feel the pressure on most games, but I don't let it show as I've I've learned to deal with it and help it help me with the pressure and help the pressure make me play better with it. So we spoke about the JPL and the Junior Premier League. Was this the team that was then managed by Martin Corns, who is obviously now the reserves manager at Congleton Town? And actually, would this be the team that would then become part of Congleton Town Football Club? Yes, yes, it was. It started off with Mick Walsh managing, but then Martin Corns took over and really helped me develop as a footballer and then became the Congleton team and where he has taken some of the players from this and developed them further, and they are playing for our reserves as well under him. You obviously went a slightly different path because then you, am I right in saying, was this when you moved to Macclesfield? Yes, yes. I joined their under-16 team where Robbie Savage helped manage, and it was a, a opportunity. He's been looking at me for a while, and it finally happened. So, yes, it was a move I made. When somebody like Robbie Savage, obviously a very experienced pro footballer, very well known with his pro profile in the media, when someone likes like him says, Marco, I'm a big fan of yours, I want, want to be part of my team, but not only be part of a team, to captain my team, what was that moment like? It was great to him say, I want you to play. And he, he helped a lot and... He made it clear he wanted me to play and captain his team, and from then on, it was it was wonderful playing under him because he's he's done it all before, and he knows what it's like to be a professional, and he's shown that experience and helped rubbed it off onto us pretty much, and he's given us a lot of experience playing that team, as he set us up for big academy matches, what we might have not ever ever experienced before, such as playing going down to Chelsea at Cobham, we played Chelsea away so it was, it was all great going to Chelsea and playing at their training ground what was that experience like oh it was unreal I remember going down for the game and turning up at Cobham and just looking around and thinking this is this is the place place to be really and even though the game didn't go how we wanted I'm pretty sure we lost in the end but playing there playing against Chelsea 
are at under 16. So it, it was amazing. Your, your team, the team managed by Robbie Savage, the team that you captained, um, had went on to have a huge amount of success as well. I think in the first season together, uh, league and cup champions, and then in the following season, you then win four more. Um, I, I guess as a young player, what is it like playing in a successful team like that? Obviously, winning back most games and trophy after trophy, it becomes something you just want to carry on. And then if you don't, if it doesn't happen, you feel like yeah, you've not been good enough. You've not worked hard enough. But once it kept coming and coming, it was it was great. And obviously you love love winning winning trophies every time you can. What was it about that team, do you think, that made it so successful? The team itself, we were, it was a lot, a lot of players come from around a lot of areas where obviously being ex-academy at the time, most of them, but I believe it was the team was the best of the best. It could have been for non-academy players where we were, but obviously academy non-academy players get picked up. Some got picked up, such as a good friend Callum West got picked up and signed for Burnley. And that season, the under-16 season, it was 2021-22, you were unbeaten throughout this season, won 20 of your 22 games. Some games you were winning 13-0 and 10-0. During that season, you scored, as a collective, as a team, over 150 goals in all competitions. So what kept you driven and motivated to go out and each game, the high standards that you and the team and Robbie Savage obviously wanted? Well, obviously, we wanted to keep that standard every time, and we we didn't want to drop, especially as a defender, keeping them keeping a high score, but also keeping it with a clean sheet or minimal goals let in was a big thing. So that was one way we always tried to stay on top of the game, even if we scored a lot. We always wanted a clean sheet to keep it the best for our defense, and then just to keep going through the game, even if it was ten, twelve, as you said. We would always have to be switched on because it's, it's football in the end of the day and anything can happen. Even if it's one little mess up, it can cause a goal and we just didn't want that to happen. You mentioned there you were a defender and you still are a defender, although your role at Congleton Town is a little bit different to perhaps what you're used to. But you've not always been that position, have you, Marco? What position did you start as? I've always been a midfielder from an early age until I eventually became a defender. But even playing midfield not so long ago, playing for reserves and the Congleton 16, under-16s, I played in a midfield role where I could express myself a lot more on the ball. But no, yeah, I was a midfielder before I came a centre-back and then eventually I found myself at right-back. Some of my coaches say that I read the game better from further back and I could see, see more happening. So... That's where I made the move back to centre-back. And then obviously, at centre-back, I've been told many times by many clubs and places, I would never be tall enough as a centre-back. So it was no doubt the right move to move across and play as a full-back. And when you, when you moved to right-back, was that here at Congleton Town? Uh, fully, yes. as they That's what they saw me as and the position I could play. And I said, yes, I can do that. And I've proved to them I can. 
No, absolutely. You've more than held your own in that position. You've certainly made made it your, your own as well. How did you find the transition to right back? At first, it was quite difficult because I was always a centre-back, so I was not very attacking at first and would want to cover more of the central areas. But eventually, I got, got started playing in a five-back defence where I was a full-back where I could express myself more attacking-wise. And that's obviously helped develop me more as a fullback. And then since then, it's built on. And obviously, having Rocco as a fullback, teaching me how to play the role better, it's great. You do seem to enjoy running up and down the wings and getting forward when you can. Obviously, it takes a lot of energy, but is that something that you do enjoy, being able to express yourself and having that defensive side that's obviously been there, but also being able to get up the the, the pitch, which I guess fits into your kind of midfielder pass? Yeah, obviously, I love getting up the pitch as much as I can. Even if it is not receiving the ball, I believe making that extra run for whoever's on my wing or whoever's up there and taking away the defence for them and making more space creates an option. It helps up, helps the attack more. And then we've seen it a few times with Dan Needham on my side. I make a run, drags a defender, he can cut in and he can hit one of his wonderful shots What will go in. And when you were at Macclesfield, was this when you were also training with Manchester City? Yes, I played for their development squad at Manchester City, what was just a short time, really. But it was another opportunity to play lower academies where we used to play Cat 2, Cat 3 academies, which was another good experience to have. Just being involved with the Manchester City setup, the academy, the development side, what was that experience like? Because as we've seen over the last few seasons, Manchester City really, really are kind of the best of the best. What was that experience like? Obviously, it's a great experience and a great place to do it as well at Manchester City's training facilities. It's just top of the range and it couldn't be any better, especially as what we've seen their academy can do and can develop into. And it just was a good experience overall. What was the biggest thing you learned whilst you were there? Because I guess... Maybe there was a bigger emphasis on the technical side of the game and being comfortable on the ball because we've seen the way that Pep Guardiola and the and, and the City style. What, what was the biggest thing you kind of learned? What was it that more technical side of the game? Yeah, it was a lot more technical there. And even there, I was I think I was still a centre back, and they was teaching us how to, how the Pep liked his defenders to be, and um, such as like John Stones stepping always in, stepping in through the team, from the defence, stepping forward. And it's it shown that it works, obviously, with Man City. And I believe taking that ball forward more, it's a good way to play football. When you were developing kind of as a player, do you watch games and watch plays, particularly when you were trying to develop into that role and adapt to that role as a right-back? Do you kind of watch the Premier League players or even players that you see at Congleton? Do you look at them and think, actually, that's maybe part that I can learn from? Yes, of course. I watched many Premier League players. Obviously, it's a completely different level. But then I also watched at Congleton. I watched McKenzie, obviously, at fullback. And he's had a lot more experience than I have. And he's he's taught me a lot of things, how to play that role even better. And 
it's it's great to have someone like that there who can teach you and who's had the experience of it before. You made your Macclesfield debut for the first team in March 2022. You started against Northwich Victoria. To kind of get that chance in the first team, what was that like? Obviously, I found out I was starting and I was I was over the moon at the time. And obviously, it's a big, big experience and a big opportunity to show what I'm, I was capable of. And I believe I did the best I could at the time. But yeah, it was a, it was a great experience to have at such a young age. And you made your league debut for Macclesfield then a, a few weeks later against Avro, coming off the bench in a 6-0 win for the Silkman. But over 4,000 people were there. Wasn't an occasion that must have been for you? Yeah, it was. It was unreal to come on, obviously off the bench, and to have that such a big game like that, and to win it six nil with that many fans. Now it was it was it was not realistic. I, I I couldn't believe at the time. Obviously, how that came on, and just playing with that many fans there. It was obviously as being from that area. I could see some of my mates in the crowd cheering me on and it was it's, it's always amazing to have it was then later that year you made the move to Congleton before we talk about Congleton how do you reflect on your time at Macclesfield it was a great experience being there and training constantly with the first team I learned so much from being there from all the players they they had and brought in it's taught me a lot and new ways, new styles of playing. And obviously, it's an overall fantastic experience playing men's football at a good standard with ex-professional players to guide you and teach you which way to go in your career. It's something you could dream of. Then, like I said, you did make the move to Congleton. How did that move come about and what was it that attracted you to Congleton? Well, at first, they offered to sign me and my brother at the same time. And at first, I wasn't sure about it because I could see myself playing first-team football at Mark FC. But eventually, I couldn't. it wasn't going to happen there, I could see. And I thought, Congleton have got a vision for me and they want me to play playing first-team in the next year or two. They told me it's happened and I'm glad I'd made the move. You mentioned there how you thought in the next year or two. Were you quite surprised how quickly it all happened? Because you played, I think your first game was for the reserves, which was at the end of September. This was in 2022. Then only a couple of weeks later, you were named on the bench for Congleton in their match against Bursco. And then again, only a few days later, you started your first game against Alzheimer Rangers in the Cup. Were you quite surprised how quickly it all happened and your kind of involvement in the first team? Yeah, at first I would be, I thought I'd only be playing reserves and I'd understand that as a young kid, really, just playing reserves football at this level, get me used to it. But then the opportunity came, I got got told, or my dad got told, I'll be playing on the bench at first for the first team. And I was like, that's great. And then not so long after, I got he got a text again saying, we want him to play start the match against Elvesley. And I thought, oh my days, this is it's not happening. But yeah, it was it was it was absolutely un- unreal to play. And for someone who was just 17 kind of at the time, and actually 
I think you made maybe four or five appearances for Macclesfield's first team. How easy was it to settle in and then adapt to senior football? Yeah, obviously it's a completely different game to youth football and it's a lot more physical, tough, a lot of them more experienced. Obviously, from being a young age, they've all got more experience. But after a while, you, you get used to it a little, but there's always going to be a different player you never faced before, something something new, and obviously you've you've got to deal with it. And do you think the fact you came and joined with your brother Rocco, do you think that actually was a benefit to you and helped you actually settle into the squad? Yes, of course. It was always having someone there with me to join and always knowing I've got that person next to me with me always. It was it was great to have. We knew we understood how each other played and how we were. So it was always good to have a person to join with that I was close to. And actually, it was around about this time last year when you had a, a run of starting games. You started six of the seven games during that period. Was that run of starting games good for your confidence? Yeah, obviously, starting a few other bouts and it gives you confidence and it gives you belief in that what you're doing, you're doing good and you're doing well. So obviously the management have put trust in me at a young age and it's also shown with my good friend George Sankey, they've put trust in and obviously he's only a year older or so since I've known him from school, but they've shown trust in him as well and it's something I believe playing game after game gives builds your confidence and you perform better. And do you think that is a a big thing for a young player like yourself, like George, that you've clearly got the ability, but actually sometimes you perhaps need that belief and confidence that comes from people around you, from the team, from the management, that actually it doesn't matter what age you are, you've got the ability, now go and show it. Yes, I've seen it a lot happen to people close to me about having that person or the people managing, coaching you, have belief in you because it can affect you a lot. And Obviously, if they don't believe in you, you won't believe in yourself. So, yes, and obviously the managers and the players have believed in me and always looked out looked out for me, especially uh, Pete Williams as well, looking out for me at every game, always looking out for me, making sure if I've done something wrong, making sure it's all good, helping me out. It's, it's great to have people like that looking out for you since it keeps you playing better you obviously just mentioned Pete there who for you have been the big influences on you during your time at Congleton so far obviously everyone's helped out with me being such a young person all giving me different experiences from playing side and being as a footballer career they've all given me lots of experience but obviously Pete's always been looking out for me as a Young lad, he's looked out for me for coming into the team, and such as other people like Ethan and Chadders. After I've may have had not the best game, Chadders looking out after me, telling me to keep my head up. It's it's always good to have them players around you. And it's how big of an influence have Richard Duffy and Anthony Griffith also had on you as well. Obviously, Richard Duffy, a fellow defender. Um, what influences have they had on you? Obviously, they've had a major experience on developing my career and me as a player. But Griff, as he's always telling me what to do and looking for that as a fullback, looking, telling me where the ball should be and where should it go, 
And he's, he's t- I remember him telling me a few games to do this exact past, and I've done it, and I've seen it's worked, and he's he's very pleased with me. And with Duffy as a defender as well, he's taught me how to defend a, a bit more and the ways I should be, and how to correct my mistakes. And obviously, he's he's helped lead the defense with me, so it's great. And one game I must mention as well was a game that you that you captained the team in a preseason friendly last summer. What a moment that must have been! How big of an honour was that? Oh, it was it was amazing to happen. Because at first I was shocked in the change rooms. I was thinking, yeah, they've just they've just said it. They've they've got it wrong. But no, I, they said no. You are you are captain in it. And I was like, I was thinking, geez. This is this is uh, just a great moment to have. Obviously, captaining a team like that, it was amazing to have, and it just helps boost your confidence even more and put belief in yourself to do your best. And one of the games I also want to mention is the game in the Cheshire Senior Cup final. You you came on with a final few minutes of the Ultragram game. The game itself was on a knife edge. It was two two looking like it was going to penalties, which it obviously did. But to come on with those final few minutes when the game was on a knife edge, what was going through your mind and what were those final few minutes like? Well, obviously, coming on as a defender, it's it's tough, especially at 2-2. You're thinking you don't want to make any mistakes, but also you, you also want to try and get the chance if you can get on the attack and help build an attack. But yeah, it was a, it was a stressful moment and I did what I can and I... Pretty sure I blocked a shot or anticipated a cross. So, yeah, did what I could. And obviously, we came out with a win on penalties. And it was great overall. Just how special was that win, to win on penalties and then to win a few weeks later at the Macron Cup? To end the season on with two trophies, your first season at Congleton, just how special was that for you? Two trophies on my first season. It's, it's something you can you can dream of. And it was an amazing feeling to win both. And at the club, for the club, it's it's amazing. There's nothing better you can do for the club, win trophies. It's something everyone looks forward to. But obviously, first season coming in, winning two trophies, many players were telling telling me to not get used to it. But it is what it is. And that's, that's the thing. You are so used to winning trophies now. Throughout your last few few years, throughout your junior career, then into Macclesfield, you've had trophies. You've got to keep that run going now, Marco. Another trophy to aim for this season? Obviously, I would love to win another trophy or even a few trophies if we can. But yes, we're, a trophy would be great. Promotion would be even better. Winning the league is what I believe we should have or look forward to. To guessing, and how do you reflect on this season so far? Because I feel like it's been a big season for you because you've established yourself as a first team regular in the starting eleven. So how how big of a season do you think this has been for you from a personal point of view, and obviously from from a team perspective as well? This season's massive for me to get that roll up right back now. Really, as I'm starting there most weeks, it's been massive to. Especially coming into a new league with not knowing much about, it's obviously big for the, the team to get in there. But it's 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 big. It's a big big test, 
and I believe we can succumb that test. And most importantly, you seem to kind of enjoy your role within the team as well. Yeah, my my role in the team, obviously, I think it's great, even though it involves a lot of a lot of fitness and running. But I, I I love it a lot. What do you feel has been the biggest development since you joined Congleton? Since joining, I think the maturity and game experience and game knowledge has developed leaps and bounds. Obviously, playing with these uh, with older people, they've taught me so much on the game game experience and how how to deal with it all and how to play it's developed me into a more of a better player it's a lot it's a good thing to have and am i right in saying you've also recently been selected to play for for cheshire as well yes i've been offered to well they've they've asked me to come down and play for the district well it's always 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 a good experience and good opportunity to receive so yeah it's something there as well for me well a huge congratulations on that um how, how big of a, an honor is that knowing that you've been noticed obviously it's, it's great to see that i've my, my hard work's being noticed by the area and obviously it's competitive competitive area the this level and obviously being given the chance to go play for them it's it's, it's amazing somebody that I do want to mention as well is your dad because we see him at Congleton whenever he can um, and I know he's also been the manager and coach of some of your junior teams as well just how big of an influence has he been on you because I think he's also himself been involved kind of in football when he, he was younger too so so how big of an influence has he been on you? Obviously my dad being there always for me he's always wanted me and my brother to play football and he's he's loved it always he has so anything he can do to get involved with the football and it's it's great to have him there and obviously since I've joined Congleton I've just turned 17 and 18 so obviously he still drives me to my games which is something I like like to have but yeah it's also a bit of a joke in the change rooms about my dad always being there since since I've been there what are you most proud of, Marco, in your career so far? Most proud of, I would say, is also is playing with my brother in the same team. It's something I've always wanted to do, even at any level. It's amazing. Also, it's just it's just something I've dreamed of, really, because always looking up to him as a player and a person. It's something I couldn't have imagined of doing, but it happened here at Congleton, especially being in the same game. He scored his goal. It's, it was wonderful as I ran over to make sure I was first to celebrate with him as well. Fantastic. And that was a stunning free kick he scored as well. So this is how I end every podcast. The same question to all the players I speak to. Um, if you could play alongside any player in world football, who would you pick to play alongside and why? Oh, that's a, a tough choice, but I think it's got to be... If I could, again, be with my brother again, but a bit, being a professional... I think it would have to be someone like Saka, since I'm an Arsenal fan. So, so an Arsenal player I love, or someone in similar role as me is someone I've also looked up to is Hector Bellerin, just how how he is and his fashion sense as well. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time, Marco. I really really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me on. Now, if you listen to the podcast at the end of November, you'll have heard reserves manager Martin Corns. 
and former Bears player Rick Peters discussing the Cheshire Amateur Cup tie between the reserves and old Olds, the team Rick Peters now manages. This weekend, they'll be hoping it's third time lucky because after two postponements due to the weather, they're scheduled to play the last 16 fixture on Saturday, although this is now an away game for the Bears. Tom Barnes will be known to many Bears fans through his match reports last season and during his time supporting Congleton Town. This season, he's playing for the reserves, but he starts by reflecting on a memorable 12 months. I think I speak for on, on behalf of every Congleton Town fan that it, it's been it's been great fun from start to finish. I think no matter who you support, if, if your team's going far in cup competitions and challenging for league title, it's always going to be um, a fun journey to be a part of. And I think uh, with uh, the cut runs we went on last year, particularly the later it went on at the start of 2023 and the teams we were coming up against, uh, you think on paper we, we shouldn't have any chance of beating them, the likes of Altrincham, etc. But no, whenever anyone comes to Cleric, you always thought that we were in for a chance and the fans coming through the door, I think the support we had was just amazing and you always went to every game thinking, yeah, we're, we're going to win this. Just because I think the relationship the players have with the fans, it, it's rare at any level in football. So that feel-good factor remained at the club all season. So I thought, yeah, to be a part of it, it's just great fun. And I think every fan will, will echo me there. Absolutely. And obviously, you had a key role as well within the club engagement, the communications. You were writing the match reports. By the end of the season, you must have been running out of superlatives to try and describe the emotion, the performance of the team, because it was just an incredible season. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, I, I was worried that all my articles were going to be the same, really, because it was just like great result after great result, particularly in the cup competitions. But no, um, I took on um, the role of writing the match reports, interviewing Duffy after games, just as a, a bit of work experience to go with my, my uni course. Um, so I started in January. So, uh, yeah, I've kind of picked the best months to do it. But no, it's it's been great fun. I don't think I, I really missed a game from then on in. Uh, to the remainder of the season. And yeah, no, it, it made it all worthwhile seeing, seeing the team succeed and whatever. And uh, But no, even though I was writing, I, I was still a fan. It was great, great to follow. And uh, obviously this year, playing for the reserves as well, I've not been able to get to as many games, but whenever I can, I, I do go support them and I, I still can't hardly get in on. So no, the fan side of me is still there, 100%. What are some of your standout memories from last season or the entire year? What are some of the, the standout memories for you? I think the ones that stand out for me is uh, definitely the Macron Cup final. I feel like just just the whole day, the occasion, getting the bus up with the fans. It was it was just a great day, starting early, finishing late, and whatnot. Uh, I think in the Vars run, I think it was the Berry game when we won on penalties. That was kind of the moment where it kind of hit the Christ. We're only ninety minutes away from Wembley, and even though we we did lose in the end in the semi final, I think the Newport Pagnell game still. Probably one of the best memories, especially when uh, when we pulled it back to 2-2 with Ethan Goal and when we went 1-0 up with Duffy. I think, yeah, everyone just thought, Christ, little Conklin Town's going to Wembley. So, no, it was... Uh, there's, there's too many to pick from. I don't think I'll give you my favourite, but, yeah, no, the memories that, that they gave us, I think uh, they'll live long in the memory of every Conklin Town fan. And when you're watching a game and then thinking, I've got to write a match report, do you sometimes think, flipping eight, I'm going to have to try and sum this up now in, say, 500 yeah. words. Do you think, how on earth can I do this? Exactly. No, it got to the point where I had to kind of document the game, like, moment by moment on my phone during the game, and then um, trying to recall it all after the game, writing it all down. So, no, I definitely had to 
adapt and not just uh, rely on my memory because there was that much going on, so much that I can uh, write on. Like you said, you've got to kind of limit it. I could you can go on for ages in these match reports, so no, try and pick out the best moments. So definitely having to document it helped me a lot. But yeah, no, the, the games are just incredible. And Tom, when and, and how did you first get involved in Congleton Town as a fan? So I've always kind of kept my eye on Congleton Town and obviously playing football growing up, it kind of limits how much you can go to the games. And then um, I joined the reserve team about three years ago. So that was kind of my first big step into the club. And um, I think a few of the players I played with then moved on to the first team. And there was a couple of lads that I knew anyway, uh, like Ethan, etc. So yeah, kind of gave up the reserves when um, I moved to Manchester for university. But I still wanted to kind of keep my foot in the door with the club. And I thought, what what's best to um to to start writing get gain a bit of work experience with them as well as being a fan as well and I knew uh, quite a few lads that go and watch the games I still go with them now from time to time so yeah I went from playing with the reserves to then working for the club like just just wanted to stay involved with the club and then this year obviously coming back from Manchester as much as I love watching them and reporting on them you you still do miss it you still do miss playing so I thought now I'm back at home I thought I made it my mission to try and play again whilst I can. Uh, so I've done that. But yeah, like I said, whenever I can get down to a game, I'll, I'll always be there. And last season in particular, when Judy Tingle was the photographer, pretty much every match day would have this photo of you and the, the people that you were standing with. Is that an important part for you? Is the people that you kind of meet? Exactly, yeah. It's not just the 90 minutes. It's the going to the pub before the game, going into the clubhouse with them after the game, speaking to the players and, and so on, and then talking with them throughout the week. It's just... It's a great bunch of lads we have that go. Yeah, we kind of made it a tradition that, that every game we'll try and get Judy or this season Elliot to, to take a picture of the fans and um, not just a picture of us, but the other pictures of the fans that they get. I think that kind of shows how well the team have done, like the, the numbers that are coming through the door week in, week out now. I think it just speaks volume on what the club are doing, that the attractiveness that it's brought into the, the local public, that more people want to get involved. And I can only see the uh, attendances rising the longer we go on. And to be back playing for the reserves this season, what, what does that mean to you? How proud a mo- moment is it whenever you pull on that Congleton shirt and to represent the reserves team? Oh, it's just a nice feel. I mean, pl- playing football at any levels a great buzz. Playing for Congleton Town as well, especially after watching them for the last few years, it's always nice. Um, but it's just a great set of lads. We're all a good group of mates, so I think that's the best thing. Like The, the crack's the best thing more than anything. I mean, the results are great. Um but it's just being in that football environment. It's just, you don't get that anywhere else. So no, I think that's the best thing for me. And uh, well, yeah, whether I'm I'm watching it or playing it, I, I enjoy it just as much. What is it that you enjoy most about being involved in Congleton Town, whether that's as a player or as a fan? I think it's just that there's no separation between the players and the fans. You see, you go into the clubhouse after a game, there's, there's no like segregation between the players and the fans. Everyone gets involved, everyone talks with each other. And uh, that stems outside of football as well. Like you go to the pubs and you'll you'll bump into the players and they'll speak to you like like they're friends. You you won't think they were players and like you you see Premier League players or whatever. You can't get near and where these guys they, that sometimes they come to you. You don't have to go to them and speak to them. So I think the relationship between the players and the fans is great. And yeah, I think I think that's my favourite part. Yeah, hundred percent. And how do you reflect on the season so far from a reserves team perspective? It's been um, an up and down season. It's a very young squad. Quite a lot of the team is it's the first years now playing men's football. Uh, but I think the squad we've got is good. Uh, a very good, talented side, a mix of experience and young lads. So no, I think 
moving forward, we're only going to get better and better. We had we had a slow start to the season, obviously took a few games to pick up a win, but it was one of them. We knew that once we do get this first win over the line, we go on and do well. I think once we did get our first win, I think we won three times in a week and we've beaten some good teams since then. But at the same time, we've probably dropped a few points where we, we come out of the game thinking we should have won that. But I'll tell you what, there's only a couple of games where we've probably come out of the game thinking, yeah, we deserve to lose that game. Uh, we've not really lost by massive margins. We've uh, come out of the games losing what by one goal, and um, we've been kicking ourselves, saying how we've, how we not got anything out of that game. So I think if you look at that for for a young side, a new side, there's more positives and negatives to to come out of it. So no, the longer we uh, we keep playing together, I think yeah, the better the, the team will be. And obviously, whatever you go on to kind of achieve in your career, whether that's working in the Premier League or the Football League or any other sport, will non-league football always have a place in your heart? Yeah, 100%. I think I don't think people realise how good non-league is until they, they go to a game. And I think more and more now people are convinced that non-league football is better than Premier League. I think, yeah, it's it's just dead entertaining. Like, like I keep repeating myself, but the relationship between the players and the fans, you don't get that at the higher levels. Um, so, yeah, no, no matter where I go in the future with my career or whatever, um, yeah, non-league football will probably always be up there with my me, me favourite games to attend. And, yeah, no doubt I'll still be attending them in the future. And are you hoping that potentially there could be two trophies on the cards in terms of the Premier League and also the Midland Football League Premier Division? It, it's so far so good, really. I think they've had a great start adapting to a new league, a lot more distance, which is always going to be tough on the lads, but... But no, I think um, right now they've they've put themselves in great stead, and uh, hopefully with the uh, the league cup as well, I think they can uh, they can do good things there with the Premier League. Yeah, fingers crossed. Liverpool get get it over the line, but it's going to be tough. But yeah, no, a long way to go. But no, it's it's entertaining on in the Premier League and the Midlands League. Tom, thanks for coming on the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Cheers. Thank you very much, Adam. This weekend could be a full set of fixtures for Congleton's teams, although they will be weather dependent. The first team hosts Stone Alderlanians at the Cleric Stadium on Saturday before their attentions then turn to the Midland League Cup and their rearranged game against Whitchurch Allport on Tuesday night. The reserves are away at Old Alts in the Cheshire Amateur Cup. That's a 2pm kickoff on Saturday. The ladies' teams are also hoping to return to the pitch this weekend with both teams in cup action. The first team have a tie away at Glenavon Bells on Sunday, while the reserves are away at Runcorn Sports. We hope to see you at a game, and thank you for listening to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. <laughs> <laughs>